You're listening to DraftKings Network. Boys to Men was more like swoony. And I will say, I just watched a documentary about Boys to Men, and they <gasps> were the, I want to give them credit for being the original, I mean, Dove of Devoe too, but being the original huge boy band. And then 10 yep. years, five years later, it was the white people. So, of course, <laughs> you never really see like black artists from Boston ever. But then, of course, the one group to do it is like the most iconic trendsetter. So, give them props. <laughs> If only I could make that our title, but I feel that that would get misconstrued. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah an interesting podcast. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Too Many Men. My name is Allison Lucan, and I am joined by the ever-humane, best cat mommy ever, and still greatest storyteller I know, Sarah Sivian. Sarah how are you? And most importantly, how is Rangoon doing? Yeah, it's, I thought I was going to have the most relaxing weekend of my life. It's sober January and I'm dedicated to that. Do it every year. And I, at least I'm not hungover, but my, I witnessed my cat since I was at home eating a hair tie. So I took her to the vet and they tried to induce vomiting and nothing came up. So then they had to do some x-rays the next day. And they are very expensive x-rays, but everything's fine. It was in her colon. So if I had just not seen that, I would have saved myself $1,000. But I couldn't, you know what? I'm not paying rent. So that's like less than a month's rent, like half in Boston. So that's how I have to look at it. I love my little baby girl and the x-rays showed that she'll be fine. But now I have an infection from the stress. So this is not how I anticipated my relaxing sober January to go, but there's still the rest of the month left. And happy 2023. (laughs) And of course, we would not be too many men without the house painting, wall fixing, and still writing extraordinaire fantasy analysis, everything we want in the whole wide world, and then some knower of every player in the NHL, (laughs) the athletic Shayna Goldman. Shayna, say hi. 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 All right, friends. Well, we are back in the swing of things. Um, and let's get right to it. Uh, we have first up Sarah Sivian's very favorite segment. Sarah, what time is it? Bit O News. Folks, this came in right under the wire, but it is demanding attention here. The New Jersey Devils have released a video where they have asked select players on the team their very favorite Taylor Swift song. Friends, I support this kind of content. Let's spread the Taylor Swift gospel. I think they were all adorable. No one said a bad thing about our girl. So even though some of them didn't know a song by her, I am here for the content. Shana, you have to go last because <laughs> you're last on this fandom ranking. Sarah, your thoughts on the devils feeding our Taylor Swift narrative and also just the quality job you're seeing from a lot of Team Social right now. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen the Bruins TikTok, not to make it about them, but they did a lot with Midnights too, and they like are getting their players to do funny things on TikTok. It's kind of like a no man's land where they're letting the uh, not interns, let's not disrespect either interns or staff members, but I know um, Elaine from the Bruins does their TikTok and, and is absolutely hilarious and gold and it's like they go viral and it's what the people actually want to see so they get more freedom and they're making it 
like amazing in a not corny way. So I just feel like everybody, please keep going and please encourage your creatives to let them do their thing. Oh my God, the creative team at the Kraken, like they come up with stuff. I'm like, I don't, I'm not even like this, like an ounce of hip as much as coolness as, as you guys come up with these things. But Sarah, you kind of glossed over. I'm going to force your hand here a little bit. Let's discuss the quality of just some Taylor Swift content coming from the NHL. What do you want? What do you want me to say well, about just it? <laughs> just that the devils are, are, tell, are, are forcing, they're, they're challenging people to come to our level and recognize yes. that Taylor Swift and hockey are the shaking hands emoji. Did anyone have deep cuts? I just saw the video itself. I need to see if anybody had some good deep cuts. No good deep cuts. No. But they're trying. What did they say? Uh, well, the we, had, we had into, into the woods, which I think they meant out of the woods. <laughs> we, had, we had, I think, someone said, I think, isn't there a song called 21? So they're trying. <laughs> um, we had love Canadians story. Don't know. <laughs> uh, they had twenty. They had uh, love story. Shayna, do I even dare ask you if you remember what other ones they said? We just listened to it right before we started recording. I didn't know "Into the Woods" wasn't a song. I heard that. I was like, "Oh, that sounds like a good one." Are we out of the woods yet? It so, is a banger, sort of. though. But yeah. oh, it's one of my favorites of all time. Oh of yeah, all time. They've got we the love spirit. Shayna, do you even know? No, exactly. I know, you know what though? I really do know a handful of songs, but that's one I definitely don't know. I feel like I know more of like the radio hits that come on, like, and the ones that are like viral on TikTok, like Antihero, like everybody knows. I know it because of you guys, and then it was on TikTok a lot. Now it's like always in my head. Because I'm like, you yes. like Beach Bunny? I think you would like Out of the Woods. It's kind of like that poppy vibe. But I'll a little, give it a like, shot. Grungy poppy. It's good. Yeah. Out of the woods, not into yes. the woods. We're going out of the <laughs> yeah. woods. Out of the woods. Out okay. of the woods. It's great. It's, it's fantastic. About Harry Styles. I think. I, I do. I love Harry Styles. So maybe yes. I'll like this. Also, I have to tell you guys, I forgot to tell you this. We have gotten a lot of reaction from my root colleagues about me calling them out for not knowing Belviv DeVoe. But everyone since has like they go I don't know who Belle Viv DeVoe is and I'll go Poison they don't know who it is and then we start singing it and they all go into Shayna like oh I know this song but yeah I still stand by the fact that people should know Belle Viv DeVoe by name do not yes. erase their cultural contribution that's my opinion. no you're right you're right and it's funny because Rich the person Stoltz, who didn't know <laughs> I'm agreeing with you because I should have known the like it's in the song you should know it but it was funny because the clip came on and I guess Rich was scrolling through Twitter and he heard it and he's like He's like, I don't know who that is. And then he heard the song. And then all of a sudden he's like, wait, this song was on Always Sunny. And that's how he knows it. I'm like, all right, it's something. I'm not the only idiot that was like, Poison? Like, hmm, it didn't click. But once you hear it, you know it. That's line of top 50 line of all time. You never trust a big button to smile. They knew what they were talking about. Also, huge, did we discuss this last episode? Huge cultural relevancy. Do you know why Belle Biv DeVoe came to be, Shayna? No. Why would because, I know this? Because Bobby Brown left New Edition and the remaining members formed Belle Biv DeVoe. And then okay. Michael Bivens, who's Biv, founded. Sarah, you've got to know this. I know what it is. Oh, you're putting me on the spot. I have one brain cell for my weekend. What is it? Boys to Men. Yeah, yeah. Boys to Men. Please, please. Wait, I knew that too. It's embarrassing that I didn't I know I knew that. it. I knew it. <laughs> you did not know it. You did not know. No, I, I said it. Boys, I actually know that I knew. It. And it's funny when you guys were singing that song. I actually thought that was a boys to men song. And that's why, like, I looked up Poison by Boys to Men. And I'm like. Same vibe. Not the same. 
Boys to Men was more like swoony. And I will say, I just watched a documentary about Boys to Men, and they <gasps> were the, I want to give them credit for being the original, I mean, Belle Live DeVoe too, but being the original huge boy band. And then 10 yep. years, five years later, it was the white people. So, of course, <laughs> you never really see like black artists from Boston ever. But then, of course, the yes. one group to do it is like the most iconic trendsetter. So, give them props. <laughs> If only I could make that our title, but I feel that that would get misconstrued. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah an interesting podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we had to start with a bit of news to have some levity because, unfortunately, my friends, we also are back to having an entrant on the shit list. And unfortunately, um, after a very delightful uh, World Juniors, men's World Juniors, the women's World Juniors is currently going on. I am now Team Joy Dunn, the family legacy lives. Um, but after a delightful tournament when Canada wins gold in an exciting game, the IIHF president, Luke Tardif, uh, in speaking after Canada's win, said, quote, that was the best medicine for Canadian hockey and international hockey after this difficult year. So if you needed any more examples that apparently the hockey men think that playing well can erase any sort of transgression, including mass sexual assault, here we are. Sarah, any thoughts on this delightful quote? It's the exact problem right? Oh, just play well enough and everything will go away. That's the problem. Wait, and wait. The He's the problem. It's him. See? <laughs> yes. See? See? Shane, I'm proud of you. <laughs> the whole Sorry. ideology that like hockey is the identity and hockey has the power to do the like brush anything under the rug if you just play well enough. It's not no amount of playing well enough, especially in the tournament that Canada always wins is going to be an antidote to anything it sends the wrong message at the exact tournament where problems started arising or, or i don't want to say started but that had been found so i just don't think oh it's just so tone deaf again and again and again i don't expect these people to get it and i'm just out of like hope that they understand i, th I think that's what makes it even more frustrating right is that to your point sarah this has been many incidences have been covered up, including many we probably don't still know about. But like this is literally front page news in the hockey world. And this guy still thinks it's OK to say this. Like it just shows such a lack of understanding. Shana, what was your reaction when you saw this being the closing comments from the tournament? Literally, I read it and I was just like, shut up. That's the only thing across my mind. Just shut up. It's not necessary to say that. Like, Team Canada has won and things have transpired afterwards in their celebrations. That is the problem. Like, everything's a problem. And, and just saying, if they wanted to say, you know what? We are marking a new era of Hockey Canada where we're trying to build moving forward and this is a nice start for them. Even that could have rubbed people the wrong way. Rightfully so, because it's like, great, they won a tournament, like... But if you wanted to try to say something, we're changing, things are happening. The best medicine, the best medicine would have been Hockey Canada sitting it the fuck out and nobody would have wanted that. But it could, that could have been a punishment for them. And why not? And it's not the, on the players, it's on everybody else. But that's what happens. Like, you know, sorry, here's the consequences of my actions, Hockey Canada. So to hear that, just shut up, dude. Like, seriously, 
it's so unnecessary. I don't want to like criticize a child. I guess he's not really a child, but Connor Bedard too saying that he doesn't want to talk about himself. I have mixed feelings on that. I think obviously that's what hockey Canada and hockey has been about culturally in Canada, right? Like we before I and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's just like, okay, please talk about yourself. Like you are actually a generational star and I'd like to, it's going to be another Connor McDavid. Yeah, so IIHF hockey men who think winning fixes literally everything, uh, please wake up and don't, just don't. Um, but Sarah, you couldn't have set me up better because if we move into our hockey topics of the episode, we're not wanting for personality when it comes to the Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> And um, it's kind of a gotcha because, as Sarah rightly pointed out before we started, um, Anaheim did not win this game. But there was the most hilarious series of events um, in a game this weekend when Trevor Zegras loses his stick, takes his opponent's stick, and tries to score, uh, which is literally against the rules. And he afterwards owns that he did it and says he hoped he'd get away with it, didn't even know it was a rule, and was surprised anyone even noticed, which I will say, kudos to the officials. That's an impressive catch with everything that was going on in that play with all those bodies below the goal line and, and in front of the net. Um, but there is some personality happening in the hockey world. Shayna, your thoughts on Trevor Zegras just living his best life out there. Yeah, I mean, you could say, like, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And credit to the referees for seeing that, because I, like, it's something you don't notice unless maybe, like, the sticks are, like, completely different. Like, why, if you miss that in a quick second, and what, you can't review that. That's not a missed stoppage. Like, there's no rule for that. But I like the chaos of it. I like that he owned it. I like that he just went for it, because why not? Like, the Ducks are literally, like, we did the worst of 2022. We had them as the worst team, because they're disappointing. It's not like the Blackhawks you expect to be bad or anything. Like, the Ducks were fun at one point last year and then they just fell apart because they're bad in like every single regard so anytime you see that I think it's exciting and two with like Zegers especially anytime we see a clip of him it feels like it's a shootout goal and people are really salty like it'd be nice if he could do that in regulation and blah blah, blah and all this shit because he hasn't been like his best this year but it's like here you go here's something with a little bit of like spunk to it a little bit of fun and a little bit of skill all mixed in sure it's not legal but it's something <laughs> like just everyone stop whining about him it's not his fault his team sucks Sarah, your thoughts on Trevor Zegers and this latest uh, uh, little bit of fun he's having with, with his, he's just out there again, like I said, living his best life. Yeah, I can see both sides on this one. Like, I don't think he's wrong. I like that he's fun no matter what, if the team's good or bad. But I will say, like, what does he have? Only 10 goals. I do think he's got to step it up a little bit. And yeah, the highlight, re I don't know. I I don't know if he's, he can't be the only one trying to save the docs. They have issues that are going to take a few years to develop and he is going to develop too. I don't think it was the most consequential thing that ever happened. I think he got away with three penalties in three seconds and it was only one penalty called and then he got mad at it. I'm like, you can't really be mad that this was called because this is like very flagrantly illegal, but it was hilarious. Um, what are you going to do at a certain point? Right. This team is in one. They got pumped by the Bruins that just like can't stop winning. You'd think they're due for like a trick game. It was not that one. That was not the game that happened in, but still just like, I guess, what are you going to do? So might as well steal the opponent's stick and hope it, there's magic in there. 
Do we think Trevor Zegers is like the star for the Ducks to build around? Or do we think he's like, it's going to be like McTavish is the star and he's kind of like the secondary star? Because we could see that like McDavid's the star player and then, you know, Leon Dreisaitl's the secondary star. Who? Which, Who? That Leon. Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl. Yes, go ahead. Yes. You know, like, I, I don't want to say that's a knock to him because I guess we don't know what it would be if he was like the centerpiece of the team. But I feel like there's a difference between like the star, the building block, and then... The next star, who's a very important player. You got to have it. Do we think Zegers is that star or do we think he's the secondary? I think he gets a lot of publicity because he is himself. He's not like doing anything to warrant this crazy publicity. And sometimes it's like we need a crumb of content. We need a crumb of personality. And you just he's the default, especially there on that team right now. He never asked for this, to be fair to him. I do see him maybe being more of like a Phil Kessel or a Jeff Skinner, right? Like you need him on your team to win the cup, but maybe he's not. I don't, he's also still so young that anything could happen. It is interesting too, right? Like Mason McTavish is basically, like if you ask a casual fan, maybe, I, I, do they know about Mason McTavish versus yeah. they know about Trevor If they're Zegers, Canadian right? maybe because of what Fair. he did for Team Canada, but otherwise, right. I'm not sure. Right. Well, and what if they get Connor Bedard? Well, that would be... I still, like, I wonder, too, if, like, Bedard goes there. Like, I still kind of want to see Bedard go to Columbus because I like that Columbus tried to be good and then they just got fucked by injuries. Like, it's not their fault versus a team. And the Ducks, actually, I don't even want to say that about the Ducks. It's different from the Blackhawks and the Coyotes because the Ducks are just trying to go through this process. They're going to be worse this year because they move players at the deadline as they should. I feel like they are trying to build the right way. But, like, I don't know. I kind of want to see Bedard go elsewhere. But then, yeah, he would be the star. Then you have, I wonder, then it's, like, McTavish and, and Bedard are your stars, and then it's Terry and Zegers are your high-end wingers right. and centers, and that's great to have. And now that's, you're the fucking penguins. I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah, right? Seriously. Ugh. Except with a not-as-nice arena. Oops, sorry. I just... I, can't, I need Anaheim to, like... Every arena comes due. It's not just an Anaheim issue, but, like... I needed to have better vibes. It's just Speaking not. of cold arenas, better lighting that's got to be the coldest one in the league. So cold. I do like the snacks, though, and it's all about the media getting good snacks. They have, like, Mickey Mouse waffles, if I remember correctly. What? That's that sounds great. Scary. I would love that. Oh, I love waffles. That's that is impressive. They had <laughs> cookies, like... And if, they, if you have Oreos, we might even get Shana to go to the press box repeatedly. Who's to say? <laughs> They'll be like, you're not welcome here. You're just here for the snacks. <laughs> I'm just I'm just here for the Oreos. Imagine if they had like an Oreo bar, Shayna. Oh my God, speaking of Oreos, I just got Korean Oreos. Mike Murphy, friend of the pod, sent me for Hanukkah a shit ton of Korean Oreos in all different flavors. What makes a Korean Oreo? They're from there. They're, they're like not fully in English and they're all different flavors. I only tried one, the strawberry, and it tastes like a strawberry, Ooh. like, you know, the wafers? Yes. Like... Yeah, it tastes just like that. It's really good. I think you need to post a picture of this. I, I need do. to see before you eat what them. What are the all, other please. flavors? There's a chocolate one and there's like five of them. I forget what they all are because like I skim them quickly and then I haven't yes. I haven't been here, so I haven't been like eating snacks. Okay. I've been well, very, I, I, a picture, I, I, please. Yeah, I will. I will take one. Okay, good. Perfect. Okay. Well, speaking of Anaheim, uh, we also wanted to, we went in kind of hard uh, a couple episodes ago, or I don't even know, time's a flat circle on Florida and some of the different divisions, but the Pacific division is turning out to be very, very interesting. And it's gotten even more interesting over the weekend um, with maybe teams that we didn't expect to, and then granted it's game to game, who's to say, um, 
Vegas is currently number one in this division with 56 points, uh, 42 games played. And for a long time, it looked like they were going to be running away with it. Um, But now you have the upstart uh, Kraken sitting in the top three where they've sat most of this young season. And they have only played 38 games, the fewest in the division. L.A. is now four points behind Vegas with 52 points and one more game played. And then you've got Calgary, Edmonton. Okay, fine. I'll say Vancouver's in the division because they are. But Calgary and Edmonton are there too. Um, Edmonton with 45 points and Calgary also out of the playoff picture right now. Vancouver, 37 points. And then, of course, the struggling San Jose and Anaheim teams. But on any given night, and I know this because I do look at it every night. I mean, the two, three, four spots are every night it can be different. Sarah, what is what is your first your overall thought on the division, and who are your picks when the season ends? Top three teams in the division. Yeah, I think it makes it interesting that every given night you don't know like who it. It's not really a testament to oh my god, this is the best hockey I'm ever watching, right? Because it is kind of a lot like a lot of fluctuation between teams and a will they won't they. Sometimes that makes things fun though, and it makes the race interesting it's not like there's a bunch of good like three good teams and then bad teams like there's a fight every night and it'll make it interesting in context of like who advances to the playoffs and how well they do because I do talk a lot of shit about the Pacific Division and then you never know because it's like hard to tell right but I I do think Seattle's gonna make the playoff I think they're gonna be third I think LA's two and Golden Knights are one there you go. Who comes closest after that? Is it, does Calgary kind of start to figure shit out? It looks like they're kind of not lately. Um, or does Edmonton pull in Edmonton like they always do and find a way to we- weasel into potentially a wild card conversation? It'll be Edmonton in the most annoying way possible. <laughs> America's team. <laughs> Shayna, what are your thoughts on the Pacific? They're a weird division, but it's exciting. Like, this is what we want to see. You know, we want to see it that it's like there's there's con- competition till the last day, right? Like, we don't want it that the standings are decided in the last month, doesn't matter, and things like that. But, like, it's so interesting with it because, I like, when the season started, I expected the Kraken to be better and be like, I said a disruptor. I think that they're going to take away meaningful points from their opponents who probably not make the playoffs, who just miss, and that's a good stepping stone for them. And... You know, they did slip a little bit, but you see the last couple games, you know, they're back on the East Coast four. and they're crushing it. What? They've won four. Four, yeah. They won the last four games. And yeah, like, they're exciting and they're playing well and they're beating good teams. It's not, you know, the Ottawa game, you're like, sure, whatever, we know their flaws. But the Maple Leafs, that was a really big win for them and they just piled it on. So I, w- I wouldn't count them out yet. And they have the assets if they want to do something to get better. The Kings are the weird one for me because, like, Phoenix... Phoenix Copley's saving their season right now because Quick's been so bad. But, like, that's another team that can make noise to stay in it if they want to, you know, or if they could say, like, stick with the process, shit like that. The Flames are the team I, I don't think is going to make it. Like, they have the easiest yeah. schedule moving forward that helped them at the end of December. But then you still, there's still so much wrong with their game that shouldn't be. It just feels like their problems are bigger than that they aren't going to be able to like solve it like this. I don't know if they have like the innovation behind the bench to necessarily fix what's going on. And I don't think just changing the roster is the answer at this point. So my teams from there, I think Vegas is obviously staying in it. I think Seattle makes it. I think Edmonton makes it. And I think LA makes it. And I think Edmonton makes it if Stuart Skinner is playing more games than Jack Campbell. I think that's like the key for the Oilers. Did you know that Phoenix Copley is from the North Pole? 
Yeah, yes, I did because he has candy canes on yeah. his mask. Yeah, the LA Kings tweeted that at me. I was like, oh my God, the North Pole, because I saw something about Alaska because Jeremy Swayman and him were both the first Alaskan like people to go at it in net. I don't know how to describe that. but um, The Alaskan Bowl that we never knew we needed. Yeah, the Alaskan. The North then, Pole Bowl. Yes. Many the candy cane bowl. Well, Jeremy's from Anchorage, so he's not oh. quite Santa Claus. He might be a reindeer. But yeah, he has candy canes on his mask. How cute is that? It's adorable. I, I cannot, honestly, I cannot believe no one's picked that up yet. I can't believe that this was kind of the, that's the first time I've seen that mentioned anywhere, which is shocking to me, honestly, with a detail like that. But East Coast bias. Well, and Shana, to your point, yes. Did you see... Um, Daryl Sutter's comments after the loss in Chicago, where he was basically like, well, we couldn't practice because the Harlem Globetrotters were playing. <laughs> first of all, first of all, let me get this straight. It is game 41. And one day of lost practice is the reason you lost a game. And then he was basically like, I don't know. I just didn't love that vibe. And no. I didn't love his vibe of like, call, it wasn't the worst call out of players we've seen. But I also was like, dude, come on. Like, I don't I don't get them. They're they're so weird. And you look at their schedule this year, they had all those home games and you're like, okay, they lost all these points. Maybe they need to go on the road to get to know each other. It's right, a different right, roster. Right. There's so many changes. And their schedule was weird because they like went out east, came back for two games, and then went all the way back east again. But it was like, okay, bonding experience, something. So that's an excuse you could use too. Didn't work for them. Now they're back home. They have an easy schedule. Okay, they win the games and now they're back to shit again. And you're like, there's there's like fundamental problems with them and like I I like they are someone I feel like you have to look at every number, every video, every try to figure out what's going on because we all had such high expectations for them. But it's like, I have to think some of it too is, are you bringing new ideas in? Or is there, did you get to a point where defensive structure is too much that that's what's holding the offense back? We've seen that before. Like, I really don't know. Is defense a problem? No, I'm saying is defense what's weighing down their offense. Oh, okay. Is that, because their problem is they're not getting to the net. The, you know, like their scoring chances, you see them like so close to the outside and you're like, why aren't, why aren't you? You should be able to. Like, I don't know how much it could be like, well, don't take the risk. Or I, 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 I'm not close enough to like know that. I think your original point just like really rings true that there were so many changes and it's just not fluid. The team isn't really gelling and that's the risk you take when you literally make so many changes. And I think we should remember that next trade deadline, all of these things where we make so many changes, or you want your team to make so many changes. And then sometimes it doesn't always work out. And sometimes you're making a change to make a change. And everyone's like, whoa, look at that blockbuster move. But then the pressure's on everybody when you do all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And the pressure's on them because they are banking on the next three years. Literally, that's it. That's their window, considering the ages, the contracts, the everything. They put, and I get they were put in the position where they felt they had to, right? Johnny Gaudreau leaves. What are you going to do? And then Matthew Kachuk wants out. Your two best players. What do you do if you want to be competitive these next couple years and build on what you, I completely understand that. But like you put even more pressure on a situation that in any day of the week would have had pressure because it's so many different players. Now you're saying, well, here's our window. Let's fucking do it. It's not like they have a great prospect pool either. It's not like they've been, they're coming off a rebuild and this was their first year of being competitive. Right. No, I, I agree. I, and, and, and we should shout out to um, unofficially friend of the pod because he hasn't been on the pod, but we love him. Follow Julian McKenzie for his work mm-hmm. covering the Flames because he does an exceptional job. And he's, if anyone can try and make sense of it, we'll say it's Julian. 
Yeah, so. Julian's yep. been, yep. oh my God, let's give him his flowers in his first yes. year. He is so good at covering this team. Is what like I haven't read much beat reporting this year, to be honest, but he is always one that I click on and he 100%. has captured the essence of the team so well, staying true to himself. We love you, Julian. 100%. And I must say, while I, while I shout out the Kraken's four-game win streak, I do want to shout out official friend of the pod, Dom Lushishin, who I did talk a little smack to because he went to the Kraken Leafs game and he was in the crowd and he posted a picture and he said, Buds. And I couldn't help myself because we love Dom. And I responded back and I said, and then what happened? <laughs> Should we talk about the Leafs for one second? Because we have. Well, I had to bring him in. Well, because, and so I do want to say because there were a lot of people who were like, "Get him!" And I want to make it very clear: I love Dom. We love Dom. That was mm-hmm. just two good friends chirping. And listen, on any given day, any game outcome, who's to say? But we just had a little fun with it. So Shana, go. Let's talk about the Leafs' goal song for a second because there's so much controversy about Hall and Oates. Did we see that Drake could be a consideration? Stop. Like, if they were to change it, I think a player was like, maybe I'm misremembering, but I thought I read something that said, if they were to change it, maybe a Drake song would be fitting. And I get you want the local vibe and whatever. Why? Why? Why would you bring this on yourself? You literally just saw it at the World Cup. Your team lost because they came out to Drake. There's no other reason for it. That is why they lost. I'm telling you, facts. Right here, someone who believes in data and science, all this shit, throw them all out. Vibes alone, you killed him. Drake would say, you think I'm performing for free? I tried to do a Canadian accent. (laughs) But Allison, you sent us that clip. I don't know who wrote it. It looked like the athletic font, but it was, they had been considering Drake because they like zero to 100 or something. Yes, yes. You're going to go from 100 to zero in points. That's what's going to happen. Like literally, they're going to do start from the bottom and we're here, except it's going to be a question mark. Started from the bottom (laughs) and now we're here, question mark. Sorry. Where? Where is here? Outside the playoffs? Where is here? going to be a James Myrtle column in a few months. Book it. One other hockey topic we wanted to talk about uh, this episode is obviously um, the all-star rosters have been released. One player from each team has been named to the division. And then there's a fan vote. Honestly, I've got to be honest with you guys. I didn't pay attention enough to understand the rules. There is a vote. People can vote. And that's who's going to pick the remaining players who make it to the all-star game. But we wanted to have a little fun and talk about the all-star game our way. Um, so everybody gets to pick one player that they think should be already on the roster but isn't. Shayna, go ahead. I'm going to say Adam Fox. You know what? That's, I, fuck it. There's my bias. There's no defenseman in the Metropolitan Division, and he is right now the best all-around defenseman in the league. I don't understand why he's not the pick. I guess Shesterkin's there. It should be Sorokin for the Islanders and then Fox for the Rangers. Then you have a defenseman because... The Atlantic and the Metro have zero defensemen so far. Okay. Sarah, your pick. I mean, David fucking Pasternak. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That he's not in Is there? He... Yeah, he's... I mean, I get it, but also... What other goalie was going from the Atlantic? They were... And Olmark deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> like... That's a classic that's decision true. that they needed a goalie, and Olmark was probably more... There's so many all-stars to pick from this team, but David fucking Pasternak, because, listen, I have talked to guys in the past that don't want to go to the all-star game um i just want to make we'll make that point after when we talk about forces comments but david pasternak this is a good opportunity to get some leverage with this contract right it's a contract year he does some stuff with the all-star game whatever like that they actually use things like that in their contract negotiations sometimes it's silly but true um he has the third overall points 
is leading the league in 58 points, right behind our BFFs, Connor and Leon. Um, he has 32 goals and 26 assists. He's a plus 20. He pulled the Bruins together when Marchand, McAvoy, and company were not able to play in the beginning of the season. He, It's a fucking Miami Vice theme and Miami Vice um, outfits they're going to wear. Can you imagine the outfit he's going to put together walking into that arena? He has to be there. It just makes sense. Amazing. I, because as I have mentioned and people have talked about, this is not my original idea. There's the ongoing debate, right, of is an all-star the most, it's the whole most valuable player thing. Like, is it the all-star to your team or is it one of the top players in the league? Sometimes they are the same, sometimes they are not. So for my pick then, therefore, I'm going to go with Miko Rantanen. Because That's a good pick. he's single-handedly, like, the avalanche of injuries, hey, that's, <laughs> that's happening in Colorado. And Miko Rantanen is, like, literally keeping them afloat right now. They have so. room for forwards there. They have three defensemen on that team. This is what there I don't go. understand, See? too. Yes. Right? Like, can Pasternak be voted in, or do they very much want it to be two defensemen because the Atlantic has no defenders? The Central has three. So, like, how is it going to be structured? Like, that – and you would think a top team, right? We always see it. Who's the best in the league? They're the ones that get the most players. You would think that would be Boston. So you would say, oh, yeah, it could easily be Bergeron and Pasternak, like – but then you also say the home team should get a lot of players, and that would be the same division. Like, who the fuck are you picking from Florida at this point? Well, exactly. And also, like, let's be real. Like, do you really need defensemen? Because there's no defense at all at any point in this weekend in any sort of anything that actually happens. So let's be honest there. Um, I will also say we will continue to talk about the All-Star game and continue to, we'll talk about, again, we'll do more picks after uh, the fan vote comes out because just a little teaser, you may be getting too many men content from the All-Star game this year. What do you think about that, Sarah? We might be evening the ratio so there's not too many men there. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So stay tuned for that. But unlike too many men that does want to be there, Sarah brought this up. Um, it is a very real thing that not everybody wants to go to the All-Star game. We have seen the players get hurt, get sick, and we know it's a thing because however many years ago the league had to institute a rule that if you didn't go to the All-Star game and you were named, you would actually be penalized by having to sit out a game. I believe it was before or after um, All-Star weekend. And there are players who have taken that hit. Um, Alex Ovechkin. Sidney Crosby. And in fact, there is a coach who has also done that proactively um, back when the Blue Jackets had the uh, second longest winning streak of all time and John Tortorella was named coach of the Metro Division All-Star team. The game before the All-Star break was in Nashville and Tortorella conveniently had to go home for an emergency with one of his dogs, which those of you who know Torts know that's a real thing, but he proactively missed a game and then conveniently couldn't go to the All-Star game. I share this because John Tortorella has a history of not being pro All-Star game. And then he made some comments this week and the internet lost its mind. Sarah, break it down for us. Yeah, he just said he doesn't watch it and that it's not like, oh, I don't worry about that shit, Tortorella said. The whole game, the whole weekend. The I, S word? Yeah. The S word. <laughs> Letter B. Letter I didn't B. say it. I, we're doing journalism, I said. I don't worry about that, shh, dash, dash. The whole game, the whole weekend, I don't even watch it. I think it's turned into a, I'll leave it at that. I really don't care. And, 
he said it. Rod Brindamore a few years ago, he was the coach and he was like, eh, like he said it a little more respectfully, but he had just got fined from the league. So he was watching his mouth. But people had this reaction where I'm, it's one of those things where I wonder if I'm getting old because it was one of these internet discourses that it was like John Tortorella is ableist for saying that the all-star game people don't want to go. Like it was one of those things. And people like, weren't defending the All Star game. Yeah. I was like, folks. And they're like, he should get on. fined because he said that. I'm like, you guys are literally, you just hate John Tortorella, which is valid, so much that you're saying he should get fined because he's making the league look embarrassing. I'm like, I like the All Star game, but maybe the league is making the league look embarrassing sometimes when people don't want to go. What do you want them to do? You want them to have personality, you want them to talk out against the league. And then when they do, not like that, not like that. And then I was like, oh, let's send Ryan Reeves, like thinking it was a John Scott situation. And people are like, the sanctity of the people who deserve it should go. I'm like, a lot of the times these people who actually deserve it want to fucking break and they want to party in Miami for a few days or they want to break with their families and kids. And that's kind of why I was also, I wanted to make sure with Reeves that he actually wants to go. So I'm figuring that out before I speak on that anymore. But I've made that mistake while I've been report like. I forget who it was and I won't out them, but a few years ago there was a Canes player. I was trying to make like a campaign for it and they were like, Hey, I don't want to go. I was like, Oh, God, I'm so sorry. But like a lot of the wear and tear of these, they just want fucking three days. And these people on Twitter are like, we have to send our baby boy to the event. I'm like the baby boy doesn't want to go to the event. Right, right. And I think I think that's the th- and like Torts is the perfect case study for this, right? Because the all-star game and if you enjoy it, I love that people enjoy it. Like that's the point. All the major like sports it, do this. I like that it's silly and ridiculous. And and I personally, I like like the last year that they did the draft was in Columbus and that was freaking hilarious. And I love that. The game, I'm over. Like I don't need like the game is never truly interesting to me the skills can be interesting yeah but like (laughs) it's yes but it's it's not like that to me isn't and I also am someone who does enjoy some downtime right but like being able to get media or do fun like bits and and share a little bit of these players personality can be a lot of fun but if you are an individual who either maybe your body needs healing or your mind needs healing and you don't want to be subjected to sometimes three four days of media appearances and then playing in what may not be fun for you on the ice in that moment in time, or you get put into a skills competition that you know you think you're going to suck relative to your peers. No one wants to go out and have like the slowest slap shot, right? Like you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> so you do like, win money. I, there is an incentive there, but not to the best players. They're like, okay, right. great, fifty thousand dollars. They exactly. donate it to charity a lot, so that's cool. That's right. That's right. So yeah, I mean. Again, people who love the All-Star Game, I think it's amazing and awesome, but I also think there needs to be space for people who don't want to participate in it, particularly yeah. when it's mid-season. Like, yeah, that's, that's part of the, the problem That's why the bye weeks are important. I, yes. just, I give... think this is one of those things these people, people don't realize unless you're covering the league, right, and you're seeing how the wear and tear and how much whatever. But, I like, just for people that might not realize and are, like, campaigning for people, I don't know, just, like, I think Marty Natchez is a really good guy to campaign for because Martinook explicitly said he wanted to go. And I think this year is a little different because it's in Miami and a lot of the players, especially since COVID, all party in Miami, the younger guys. But if it's like, I don't know, an older guy who has been a few times, like understand that maybe he doesn't want to go. 
100%. Especially if it's an older guy, too, that, like, knows he might be on a long playoff race. Like, give him a second to breathe. Or there's players out there who just had babies and they want to, like, actually see their family. Like, there's so many reasons to not go. And for a coach, too, with Tortorella in particular, like, he should take a weekend to unplug. He doesn't get that ever, you know? You're, well, he's, even luckily if you're, for him, he's not going to be the coach this year. Well, yeah. and, and also, like, look at, we keep talking about torts, but look at torts. Does a man coaching a team in the state that the Philadelphia Flyers are in, is that really a coach you want celebrating all-star performances when he's trying to change the culture and the performance of a yeah. team that's underperformed? Well, I don't know if I should say it, that that's struggling right now and that it isn't a yeah. process. I will say, I think maybe some of the tension is coming. First of all, the Flyers suck. Philly fans are Philly fans. So I get the tension. And 100%. also Kevin Hayes is the one going and he had made comments 100%. that his brother, Jimmy, uh, um, wanted him. It's the one last thing that he hasn't really, or one of the things he hasn't accomplished that, um, Jimmy wanted him to cross off the list. I think that it can be so special and have meaning if you want. So I don't want to shit on it Absolutely. entirely. No, for like, sure. It's great yeah. for Kevin and he's going to have um, Bo, who is uh, Jimmy's little son. Fucking adorable. If you, you guys should follow Kristen Hayes, Raising Hayes on Instagram. Just adorable and inspiring. She's such a, a boss. But they're all going to be there. So that's special. And I can see how Torts is kind of comments come off as insensitive after that. But yeah, I don't absolutely. think he obviously meant any harm after that. And people are reading into it. But yeah. I think that's a great point. And like even like Jordan Eberle, who went for the Kraken last year, like he still talks about how special it was to take his little girl there. Right. Like and so, again, there are players who really enjoy it. And that's awesome. But there has to be space for people who don't necessarily they want to be excluded from the narrative. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's say. Yeah. And that's fine. It's a long season. If you want them to do these kinds of things more often, then shorten the season. Give them more breaks. Figure out something. And maybe don't shit on every player like every time they have a bad night or things like that because no one needs it that they only hit 99 on their slap shot and it's like, fuck you, you're terrible. Like, nobody need, no one needs that. And no one, honestly, like, it's the, getting a minute to refresh and recover is so important. And, like, we need to, like, keep remembering that with, like, players, with I mean, for fuck's sake, with I'm the one who's saying this. I'm, yeah. I'm taking all-star break to, like, refresh my brain. Last year, I, like, you begged should. for that. Yeah, last As year, I was, should. like, begging for that over the Olympics, and I didn't do it. And I kicked myself the rest of the year. And I'm just sitting back writing about shit. Like, I'm not playing the game. My body isn't hurting from playing the game. I think right. it's just... If you want to be a part of it, by all means, I think it's just it's all up to the individual. And if the league wants more players to be a part of it and be more enthusiastic, there's ways to make it happen without just throwing money. Like you said, like the draft, have some fun with it or maybe add the extra day that you can still if you go to the All-Star break, you're not necessarily losing a vacation. And that's why like the bye weeks help and connecting them to All-Star break are. But just ensure that the players, you know, with travel times and everything, get a legitimate break as well, even if they do it. Sounds like a problem for the NHLPA and whoever is the new head. Oh, God. Well, this leads us into how we end every episode. And it's going to be fun to see where the votes fall. And that is Fuck, Mary Kill. In a theme, you guys, we couldn't have tied this together more perfectly. It's almost like we're getting good at this whole podcasting thing. Uh, for Fuck, Mary Kill, we put out a summons on the Twitter and we got one back that we picked even before we talked about all the things we were going to talk about today. It is from at ImmortalLou30 on Twitter. Thank you and thank you to everyone who submitted. We'll keep that list alive and we'll be checking it. 
Here's your fuck, Mary kill candidates. Shayna, you're going to go first. You ready? Yes. Here we go. Fuck, Mary kill, vacation, staycation, or all-star game. Is this specifically for that brick of time? Like those, like those days? I just need to know. We're, yes. Yes. Okay. I am going to... I'm going to marry staycation because I am fucking exhausted. <laughs> and going on a vacation, I need a staycation after a vacation to like decompress for like a hot second. So I'm just going to kill vacation right now. I'm going to marry staycation and I'm going to fuck All-Star Game out of respect for those who want to be a part of it. And I will be watching from a distance. I will be watching the skills competition. Probably will catch part of the game itself. But too tired. Can't this year. Sorry. Sorry. I Nope. It's all good. Sarah? Fuck, Mary kill, vacation, staycation, or all-star game? I think it really depends on so many things, like the year, the hour, the mood, who you are, what you're doing, and the location of the all-star game. But let's go where I'm at mentally right now. Um, I'm going to kill a staycation. I am here. I like don't need to take a staycation. I've been here. I've been festering in my parents' basement for a while now. I am going to fuck a vacation because it's nice to go on a vacation, go somewhere, do something sometimes. Even I kind of want to kill that. Ah, okay, wait, I'm going to kill vacation because it, let me just take a few days to relax. If we're getting the whole league off, let me sleep. I'm going to fuck a staycation for those reasons and I'm going to marry the all-star game this year because it's in Miami so you kind of get the best of both worlds I've never been to an all-star game so if this is my first all-star game that's going to be so exciting and fun just to to witness it and it looks like they're doing a lot of crazy and fun stuff this year I love the Miami Vice theme and there's going to be a lot of interesting players there and as much as we it's lighthearted, it is fun to watch these guys it do what they actually love, right? Like Conor McDavid with the speed and everybody with the accuracy. I like to see even in their like low stakes events, they're so competitive. Awesome. All right. Well, I am going to marry vacation because the Kraken's bye week lines up with the all-star break, which is just chef's kiss. Um, and, uh, my husband and I did not get to take the one vacation we usually take every year last year. So we are excited to take it and we are very excited. So I'm going to marry vacation. Um, I will fuck all-star game because I am going to make an appearance. Um, I'm so excited and it's going to, we're going to fuck around and find out and have some fun. Um, and then therefore only by process of elimination, I have to kill the staycation, although that is like my jam, like my introverted self loves a staycation all day, every day. Um, So I would love that, but only by process of elimination, that is where we will end up. You need a nice staycation after all the traveling you're doing. So we'll circle back to your staycation and give us tips on how to enjoy it the most. And in fairness, my vacation is fortunately at a, a, a place where family is letting us stay so it's kind of a staycation it's yeah. not like a true vacation yes and we will do literally nothing so it's kind of a staycation. Yeah. ideal that is ideal yeah. yes all right 
My friends, uh, we thank you so much for joining us online and on the pod. Uh, please, please, please follow us on Twitter at two underscore much underscore man. That's where you can nominate your fuck, Mary kill candidates. It's where you can let us know what you want us to talk about and what you think about what we talk about. But you can only say nice things because otherwise we don't want to hear it. We also know what we look like on YouTube. You don't need to tell us. We appreciate that, too. Um, if you would like to support us in other ways besides listening, give us a five star review. Leave us a comment or review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. You can also buy Too Many Men merch, including the brand new Switch Too Many Men cases, which Shane and I are proudly flaunting. We'll post that content soon. And there's also sweatshirts, glassware, all kinds of fun stuff that you need to have in your life. Um, Check that out. And until we talk again, please do something to make sure that hockey is, in fact, for everyone. And do something a little nice for someone else, too. We'll talk to you soon. Love you. Bye.